Well, welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. It's the podcast that translates President Trump. We bring to light the existential threats to America and evaluate them. Today, we're having a special feature, not an existential threat to America unless it disappears. <laughs> That's college football. Right. Phil Steele, you know how I'd feel. Oh, yeah. You know how I'd, I'd be right with you. First things, first thing those communists will do if they take over. Uh, we'll take away college football from us. Yeah, they will. Phil Steele, creator of the Phil Steele College Football Preview Magazine and ESPN Insider. He'll give us a preview of the upcoming college football season. Okay. Let's start out west. First, let's do the math. Pac-12. How many teams are in the Pac-12, and who's the team to beat out there? <laughs> you know, I I think when you take a look at the Pac-12 this year, the first thing about it is it's a a much improved conference. Uh, the last two years, I've rated the Pac-12 conference my number five rated conference uh, in out of the Power Five, and this year they move up to number three. When you look at the North. I think the top three teams in the North this year are Oregon, Washington, and Stanford. I think Oregon's got the best talent. Justin Herbert's probably the top quarterback for next year's draft. He's playing behind my number one rated offensive line. Uh, and the defense looks solid as well. In fact, uh, they got themselves a big time uh, on the defensive side of the ball, signing uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who uh, could have gone to Alabama or any SEC school. He's teamed with Jordan Scott. What I don't like about Oregon is their schedule. They have to play Stanford, Auburn, Washington, USC, and Arizona State all the way from home. Washington State, Washington's probably got the best schedule when you take a look at the Pac-12 this year. Uh, they get most of the big boys at home. Their toughest road game is at Stanford, but they only have two returning starters on D. So the team I went number one in the Pac-12 this year, I actually went to the South and picked Utah. Yeah, Utah is my number one surprise team in the country this year. We'll find out about Oregon pretty early, right? They play Auburn early. First game. First game right out of the box for Oregon and Auburn. And then uh, then Oregon mm-hmm. plays Stanford on the road, Washington on the road, USC on the road, Arizona State on the road. But they are talented. They're going over the team with Coach Cristobal this year. They, uh, they have good t- talent at every good single good. position. Okay, Big 12. You know I'm rooting for Tom Herman and the Longhorns. How are they looking? What are their odds? Uh, you know, they only have eight returning starters this year, so normally you would pick a team a little bit lower, but I think Texas has a shot this year. You look at the, the quarterback, Sam Ellinger, uh, Keontae Ingram at running back, I think is going to be a stud this year, and he's teamed with Jordan Whittington. The receiving core loses little Jordan Humphrey, but they still have Colin Johnson, Devin Duvernay. They had in Parker Brown, who was one of the best uh, offensive linemen in college football last year at Georgia Tech. He comes in as a grad transfer. That's a big pickup for the O-line. The special teams is solid. Dicker the kicker, I'm sure you remember from last year. The look at the defense, only three starters back, but I like the talent. Uh, you know, I think Herman's been doing a great job recruiting. So the talent is solid. The special teams is solid. And when you look at the schedule this year, you know, the two biggest games are probably Oklahoma and Dallas, the LSU game week two, yep. and then at yep. TCU. Those would be the, uh, the toughest games. But I think Texas, once again, is a contender. In the Big 12, they knocked off Oklahoma in the regular season last year, and uh, they get them in Dallas once again this year. And their biggest competition is Oklahoma and TCU? Yeah, Oklahoma's going to be the favorite to win the conference. You know, another transfer quarterback coming in and Jalen Hurts. They do lose four offensive linemen from last year's uh, Joe Moore Award-winning offensive line. Uh, Hurts is the third straight transfer quarterback for Lincoln Riley. He's done wonders with the other two. Uh, so the offensive line, a bit of a question mark. The defense will be better, but it's still not elite. 
And uh, I think Oklahoma will be the preseason favorite. And then the other two teams to really watch this year, TCU, which always bounces back big under Gary Patterson. They went 4-8-13, and eight and 13, came back with a 12-1 and one season the next year. Very nearly made the playoff. Went 6-7-16, and seven and 16, bounced back with 11 wins in 2017, got to as high as number four in the country. And uh, I think last year they were one of the most banged-up teams in the entire country. And the other one's Iowa State. Matt Campbell's doing a phenomenal job with Iowa State, and he's got 16 really? returning starters coming back. And uh, Brock Purdy, they had the best defense in the Big 12 last year, practically the whole defensive unit's back. Offensive line is solid. Uh, I got a lot of toss-up games for Iowa State, but Matt Campbell's doing a heck of a job. Hey, Les Miles has gone to Kansas. Will they win a game or two? Uh, they'll win a game or two, but that's probably about it. I think, uh, you know, yeah. getting back, uh, Puka Williams is going to be big. Puka was suspended when we wrote the magazine. He had a thousand yards last year. Uh, be interesting to see what kind of quarterback play they get. He loves the speed they have on defense, but, uh, yeah, right now I have him favored in two games. So a couple of wins would be about their total. And in Vegas, the, the over under is three. Let's move to the Big Ten. You're high on Michigan. Why? A lot of people have been saying, uh, you know, you go back over the last four years since Harbaugh got there, you say Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. I'm not one of them. Uh, you go back 11 years, I have picked Ohio State over Michigan. I last 11 years. So I'm pretty consistent picking Ohio State. And uh, you know what? I've been right 10 of the 11 years. So not too bad. Enough. Now, Urban Meyer's no longer at Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins no longer at Ohio State. He had 50 touchdown passes last year. We only have one returning starter on the offensive line. The defense will be better, but I still rate Michigan's defense better with Don Brown as the D.C. Five returning starters there. And offensively, Michigan brings in Josh Gaddis from Alabama. And uh, he's going to switch from the spread offense, which really fits Shea Patterson. They've got dangerous receivers, and their offensive line quite a bit different than Ohio State. They've got four potential All-Americans up front, Cesar Ruiz, Wenyu, Bredesen, and Runyon. So they are loaded up front on the offensive line. Michigan is also solid on special teams, which I rate number seven. And then you look at their schedule. They host Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Ohio State. So they get all three of those teams in Ann Arbor. This is five, for the first time in 12 years that I'm calling for Michigan to stop Ohio State. And not only do that, win the East, win the Big Ten, and qualify for the playoffs. Wisconsin was the disappointment last year. Will they be serious this year? Anyone else? Uh, I'm going to put those two atop the East. And in the West, the team that plays uh, Michigan in the Big Ten title game could be any one of six teams. The uh, the West is wide open. You've got Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, yeah. Northwestern, yeah. and Purdue. Here's what I like about Nebraska. Uh, with Nebraska, uh, you know, last year Scott Frost took over a team that was pass happy under Mike Riley and had to convert the blocking schemes and the personnel, and it took a while. They went 0-6 in their first six games. In fact, they averaged just 23 points per game. But over the last six games, they averaged 38 points per game and went 4-2. and two. Well, guess what? The bulk of that offense is back, including Adrian Martinez. I think they'll be potent. And defensively, six starters are back. Not great on defense, but better. And then the schedule also gets better as well. Yeah. Michigan drops yeah. off the schedule. Michigan State not yeah. on the schedule. Penn State not on the schedule. They get Ohio State at home and took Ohio State to the wire last year. And then probably the toughest three teams in the West are Wisconsin, 
Northwestern, and Iowa. They get all three of those teams at home. So I think Nebraska goes from four and eight to double-digit wins and takes home the Big, title, or the Big Ten West title this year. Any question in the ACC? Is anybody a threat to Clemson? No. Here's a stat for you, Bill. Clemson's going to be a 17-point favorite or more in every single game this year. So, I mean, they've got most explosive offense in the country, and despite losing all those guys off the defensive line, they still rate their defensive line number five. So a 17-point favorite or more in every single game this year. Please explain the Clemson quarterback situation. Trevor Lawrence is there. It's his job. But didn't they do some recruiting as well? Uh, well, they've got uh, Chase Bryce comes back. Remember Chase Bryce threw that big fourth and pass in the fourth quarter to get him past Syracuse last year. They, they bring in Pumachan, who's a six four two ten true freshman. Figured a right shoot him this year, most likely, because, but he was my number uh, seven rated quarterback out of high school. So they did bring in another big guy. A lot of them have transferred. They brought in some big time transfer quarterbacks or big time freshman quarterbacks that one is starting at uh, Northwestern this year. Uh, another one's starting for another team. So uh, they ended up leaving once they saw Trevor Lawrence was going to be there two more years. All right, let's go to the SEC. You have Alabama beating Clemson. Let's start right there. It may end right there, but let's start right there. Absolutely. You know, when I look at Alabama, uh, they're a team that, uh, you know, offensively, they're right there with Clemson. They've got two a ton of our low quarterback, uh, who, of course, was a Heisman frontrunner all year and then ended up just coming up short. While they lose their top running back from last year, they still have back Najee Harris and, and they add in Trey Sanders. Both those guys were the number one rated running backs coming out of high school. Uh, receiving yeah. core, best in the country. Jerry Judy won the Bolitnikoff Award. Yeah. The offensive line, they've got a couple of NFL caliber offensive tackles and Jedrick Willis and Alex Leatherwood. In fact, I rate the O-line number six in the country. I remember last year, they only had three returning starters on defense. The entire secondary was gone. This year they've got six returning starters on defense and get to Alabama. And here's why I like Alabama over Clemson this year. Number one, I'm going to rate the offenses even. Number two, I put the, 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 uh, the defense, I give a slight edge to Bama. I remember Clemson lost three first round draft picks and the third round draft pick off that amazing defensive line from last year. Then special teams, edge, Alabama. And the final thing, Bill, is last year when the playoffs started, people were saying, is Alabama the greatest team of all time? And I think the players bought into that a little bit. I'm sure they got that 44-16 to 16 chip on their shoulder when they ended the playoffs. You have Georgia in the playoffs. Let's talk about the dogs. Yeah, Georgia's an even better team than last year. They, we, you know, their offensive line was a Joe Moore Award finalist last year, and they've got the, the bulk of it back. They've got Jake Fama, QB, DeAndre Swift at running back, and the defense is even better. So they're going to be a they'll be a threat for Bama. And then if anybody is going to get them out of the West, it would be LSU. And LSU last year was one of the least experienced teams in the entire country. I believe they were number one twenty eight in my experience chart. They played a brutal schedule. I said in the magazine you'd be an underdog in five or six games. They were an underdog in five games, but they won ten of them. So they pulled some upset. This year they've got eight returning starters on offense, eight on defense, and the schedule gets much more manageable. They host Texas A&M. They host Auburn. They host Florida, whereas last year they had to play all those teams on the road. There's only one game all year they're going to be an an underdog because right now they're a slight favorite against Texas. And that one game would be at Alabama. Now, while they lost 29 to nothing last year, 
LSU players know they can play with Alabama, so I think you're going to see a, a motivated uh, uh, LSU team and, and when they play that one. And if anybody is going to knock off Bama in the West, it would be LSU. What about the Aggies, Texas A&M? Uh, you know, A&M is a very good team. They're a top-10 team. The thing I don't like about them this year is their schedule. Uh, if you take a look at the top teams in the country, in my top five, I have got Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. And they play all four of those teams, three of them on the road. They play Georgia, LSU, and Clemson all on the road. They play Alabama at home. Now, they proved last year they can play with anybody. They, they took uh, Clemson to the wire, only lost that game by two. So I think A&M, when I talked to Coach Fisher this spring and went over the team with them, I told him I was going to have him on my national cover next year because I think next year the schedule gets better. And uh, this is a team that uh, is, I, I thought exceeded expectations last year, and it wouldn't surprise me if they knock off one of the big boys or two this year. Phil, let's go around the country. Let's take a look at the independents. Last year, Notre Dame was my number one uh, surprise team and lived up to that billing. This year, Notre Dame's just as good. But what I don't like about the Irish is their schedule. We talked about Georgia. We talked about Michigan. They have to play both those teams on the road, and they also play Stanford on the road this year. So this team is just as good as last year, but I think their record's going to drop a few notches due to the schedule. If you look at the Mount West, uh, I'm, I'm going with uh, Boise, who everybody goes with every year. They need to find a quarterback. They lost their starting quarterback, four-year starting quarterback in Brett Lippin, but they may have another four-year starting QB in Hank Bachmeyer coming in. He's a true freshman, very highly touted. And the rest of Boise, absolutely loaded this year. They're one of the more experienced teams in all the other positions. So I've got uh, Boise winning the Mountain West this year. Uh, skipping along to the uh, MAC. Last year, it was uh, Buffalo against Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois lost their coach. Buffalo lost a lot of players. This year, I'm calling for it to be Toledo against Ohio. And here's something for you. I've got Ohio winning the MAC for the first time since 1968. Go to CSA, Bill. Uh, I think it's a wide-open conference all the way across the board. And there's a lot of good football there. Florida Atlantic, Marshall, FIU, all candidates in one division. And I actually call for a four-way tie in the other. with seven miss, uh, UAB, uh, North Texas, and uh, Louisiana Tech, all tying at the top at six and two. So that's really a wide-open one. But when it's that wide open, I don't think a, a true team is going to emerge as one of the, you know, with a great record. And then in the Sun Belt, you got to go App State. And then the other conference, you know, the one, the, the American Conference, we got Cincinnati and UCF battling it out. I think that division's probably decided October 4th when those two play. And on the other side of the coin, I think Memphis has the talent to maybe be that top group of five team this year. You look at their schedule, they may just be favored in every single game with the exception of November 16th at Houston, and that game's a toss-up right now. Does USF, does the University of South Florida or University of Central Florida have a chance? UCF could get there if they have a big start to the season. Now, they have a four-game stretch bill where they play Stanford at home, at Pitt, and then two weeks later at a very good Cincinnati team. I think if they come out of that unbeaten, you're going to hear it again because they will probably run the table at the point. They'll be favored in all the rest of their games. In the first few weekends, Phil, what are the games to watch? I'm watching LSU-Texas. LSU is favored, but not by much. 
Two. LSU's a two-point favorite two. in that game. Okay. And that, that's a huge game nationally. Also, uh, you have to go to the, the Auburn against Oregon game because we're going to learn a lot about both those teams. Both are top ten teams. Both play tough schedules this year. So that'll be a, a fascinating one for me. Uh, sort of under the radar might be Michigan State against Arizona State because uh, the Spartans need to get that offense rolling. I think they will with nine starters back this year. And then you could pick a lot of USC games early on as to whether or not they're going to be in the mix. They play Stanford at home, Utah at home, at Washington, at Notre Dame, all in the first half of the schedule. Well, we rely on you, Phil, and we're very grateful to you, and the audience loves this as a as a change of pace from our usual <laughs> stuff. So thanks, Phil. Happy, hey, happy Bill, great season talking to you. you. Yeah, great talking to you again, my friend. That was Phil Steele. He's the creator of the Phil Steele College Football Preview magazine, The Best, and he's an ESPN insider.